Jonathan, it's yours. All right, thank you, sir. Right, good morning, everyone. Um, hope everyone's doing well this morning. So today I have Hebrews 12, 1 through 3, and this was uh, an awesome time in doing this today. This was uh, timely for me, that's for sure, and it was uh, great digging into the Word and getting into this. So hopefully <laughs> someone else benefits from this other than myself this week, mm-hmm. but if it's only me, then that's fine, too. <laughs> um <coughs> Sorry, Todd, what were you going to say? No, I didn't say oh, okay. I'm just uh, agreeing, agreeing with your <laughs> observation. Um, okay, so does someone want to read Hebrews 12, 1 through 3? Please. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Amen. Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself, so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. Mm. I entitled my, uh, this study, Running the Race. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I kind of drilled in on this idea of running the race, and we'll we'll, we'll dig into that. So, <coughs> just some quick uh, background before we jump into this, like we always do. So, uh, like uh, Larissa read, therefore. So, if we look back at chapter eleven, there's the, the, the cloud of great witness, witnesses. All these people by faith, Abraham and and everyone that that did all these things by faith, believing in, in Christ, trusting in Christ. Uh, you know, in the new covenant, and so by faith they did all these amazing things. They ran their race, they finished their race strong, and so now the author here in Hebrews is saying, therefore, since we have all these witnesses before us, you're not alone in this race. You've seen all these people before you, you know, and they're kind of handing off the torch, so to speak, with uh, with, with the race that we're running. So, mm. uh, the Holy Spirit speaks of. He uses figures of speech of our Christian walk throughout the Bible, and and, and running the race is one of these figures of speeches that we're mm-hmm. that that we're going to dig into. Um, you know, the the Christian life is pictured as warfare in Second Timothy, and, and, and in Ephesians six we talk about the armor of God because it's a warfare. Um, it's a wrestling match because we're wrestling not against flesh and blood or principalities mm-hmm. and darknesses. You know, Paul writes about being in a in a boxing match. You know, um, in, um, he beats against the air in Second Timothy. We're slaves to Christ in Romans and, and Galatians. Talks about uh, it's also pictured as a marriage in Romans seven. So, so all these are figures of speech of our of our Christian walk, and and I think God and, and the Holy Spirit use these figures of speech as to kind of, um, I don't want to say dumb it down so we understand it, but it's, it's, it's God's way of kind of giving us these, these Im- this imagery to kind of understand things a little bit better. Uh, um, sorry. I do want to mention that you did just line up marriage with warring, wrestling, and beating. <laughs> <laughs> that was an unintended. Uh, <laughs> but they definitely all go together. <laughs> <laughs> that might have been a subconscious Amen. thing. <laughs> oh yeah, and, and like Pat did, by by all means, just interrupt me because I'm not going to call on you. So that's <laughs> same ground rules as always. Um, so we're going to be looking at our Christian life as a race uh, this morning, and we're going to go over uh, some really cool stuff. Um, 
So, so we open up with the you know the therefore in twelve one, and like Pastor Gary says, what's the therefore? Therefore, so you know because we live by faith, let us run this race. Like we've once we repented and we're born again, we we have now entered into this race, whether we we know it or not. We're we're, we're entered in, and uh, we can sort of react to this race a few different ways. Um, you know, as we repent and we're born again, we're entered into this race, but not everyone is running in this race. And maybe at some points they are, maybe at some points they aren't, maybe at some points they're walking, some points they're stumbling in the race, some points they're they're striving, but at, at any given point we're in various stages of this race. And uh, it's uh, important to be aware of this, of this race that we're in. It's it's not a sprint, and this is definitely, you know, a marathon, and uh, <clears throat> it's uh, important to be aware of that as we approach our, our daily living and, and our, you know, practicing our faith and uh, studying and reading the Word and, and uh, you know, being more conformed to the image of Christ. Uh, so, in, uh, I can't remember, I think it was using the ESV version when I was doing the studying, and, and, and the, the word patience is mentioned here, but in Greek, it, it, it actually means endurance, even though the word endurance is used also. Um, um, and then also another interesting word too is to um, the word uh, race in Greek is also ago, which is uh, into agonize. So, so where it, it's inter- I, I love looking into kind of the Greek words and digging deeper because sometimes English doesn't uh, do you know what the author wrote in the original language any justice. So like in, instead of being um, Using the word patience, and instead of using the word race, we're to be patient and agonize in this race. So, and any good runner in a race, that's that's preparing for a race. They're gonna they're gonna train. They're gonna have like a, a rigid, you know, diet that they're gonna follow. They're gonna be you know doing stuff daily, lifting weights, stretching. They're gonna be doing all this stuff, preparing for this one race. Uh, Pat, you have experience with running, right? I don't know if you do it all the time, but. <clears throat> I've heard you mention before you yeah. kind of ran certain races. I mean, yep. if you're getting ready for a race, you don't wait until the day of the race and be like, all right, I'm, I'm going to go out there and run however far it is. I mean, you, no. you probably practice for months and months leading up to that one race, right? <coughs> getting your body ready. <coughs> That's the idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so must the Christian do this in their, in their walk. Mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. must prepare and be ready, even though it's a, a continual race. We're not waiting for this one day to race, but we got to train ourselves and be ready as we're running in this in this race on a daily basis. So to effectively run, you know, to, to train and run in this in, in, a, in a race, you have to have self denial, discipline, and and, and other uh, you know other forms of uh, you know that come along with the training. So just just as with running, we need that in our Christian discipline in our, in our daily walk. We need to be disciplined, be con- you know constantly praying, staying in the Word, studying. Um, and, and being ready for whatever comes our way, we must endure the race that we're in. Some of us might have a longer race than others, but either way, we must endure regardless of how long our race is. God wants us to have a sustained, a sustained running pace through this race. It, like I said before, it's not a marathon. This is, it's not a it's not a forty yard dash. This is a marathon race. Mm-hmm. So we have to be. Prepared and ready to, for whatever comes our way in this race, and so God w- w- would like us to have a sustained sort of running, like a like a even, you know, a nice steady run 
not sprinting, not, you know, walking, but to just kind of be able to carry on uh, throughout uh, this race. There's going to be obstacles and problems in this race, but that's the part, the, the agonizing part of the race, we're to overcome these things that come our way. But we must endure to win this race. Brother Nils, yeah. um, I, I didn't catch your comment. Maybe you said something earlier, but what, what's the point about the, uh, the com- uh, company of witnesses being surrounded by them? What impact does that have on the race? Yeah, so some, uh, I, was, I was reading through some commentaries, so some, you know, some commentaries would, would say, like, oh, imagine if you're in, like, a Greek Colosseum kind of thing, and you have all these, you know, the, the prior witnesses around you kind of watching, but most co- commentaries said, you know, I, I don't, I, I think people in heaven have better things to do than to watch what I'm doing down here, <laughs> so, but, but, they, but they said people will use that imagery, but, most commentators that I read fell more along the side of, look, these are examples that went before you, and, and they, they ran the race, they finished the race, they had obstacles, they had troubles, they had issues, but they, they endured, they agonized, and they made it to the end. And so, since we have these great witnesses that we can follow, we're, we're not alone in this path, we're not alone in this race, it's not, it's not you know, it's, it's a team effort still, it's not just you by yourself with no no help and no one to lean on. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that interpretation, brother. So it's a good reminder for us to recognize that biblical characters are not some sort of fictional beings, but they're real people mm. who were in the real world that had the real struggles, who were made of the same stuff as we are, mm-hmm. and. Uh, mm. And all of those examples that we have in the 11th chapter, you know, highlight um, so many different things that are worthy of our consideration so that when we run the race, <coughs> we don't feel like we're, uh, we're the only ones on the track. Others have, have blazed the trail before us. Ooh. And uh, even though they're highlighted as succeeding, if we go deeper into the lives of like Barak or Samson, or others, we see, we Sarah, Abraham, we see so many flaws in their lives, but yet God wants to highlight mm. their their actions of faith for us to utilize uh, for our motivation. Mm. Yeah, exactly, Jonathan. I was reading this morning something on C.S. Lewis. Mm. You know, Lewis had a lot of obstacles and a lot of things in his life that were just, you know. You know, things. I, I was reading a book review. Uh, Alistair McGrath recently did a biography of, of Lewis, and so, so like for the Hebrews, they. I mean, we don't have to go back three centuries. We have a lot of people in our own modern history, Christians. That's why it's useful to look at Voice of the Martyrs, mm. to look at study people, because we're not as close to. I mean, we have the same God, all of us, but we're not as close to Barak and Abraham and all that as we are. C.S. Lewis and a bunch of other people from our own personal histories mm-hmm. that are a shining example. Because sometimes the whole Abraham, you look, and those are all true and they really happen, but they're so far removed from our tribe, mm. in a sense, that you can't uh, sort of make that, that sort of connection, you know? That. That's a word for people that were at the, the uh, outing the other night. Mm. Yeah, I know. So, John, they're not just spectators, they're involved in the race, or at least were involved. Exactly. Like they've partaken in the race that you and I are now in. They've tasted it, what we're going through already. 
and we're we, at the finish line drinking. Yeah, exactly. Water. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Things like that. And I like what Pastor Gary t- said too. Like uh, when I did, I remember it was chapter three or chapter four, and talking about you know Jesus being the captain of our faith. Like he is the one that blazed the trail that we're running. So the, the trail's been blazed. Mm. So we just have to you know follow that path mm. and and not veer left or right and just stay on that narrow that narrow path that leads to the gate. And so, but there's going to be obstacles and trials and tribulations on that path, <laughs> but we're to just keep running and overcome them. Mm. Um, when it talks about patience or endurance during the, during this race, uh, you know, to, 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 to run it patiently and endure it, it, it doesn't mean like patience or enduring. It, it, it's not talking about just kind of like, oh, whatever, I'll, I'll just be patient and bear whatever comes my way and, and put up with it. it it's... It's more talking about mastering the things that come your way, mm. like like overcoming them and mastering them. Like not that, not that you're to be like if if you play if you know if you're playing an instrument or if you're you know doing uh, something you're you're to be like a master at it. But taking the the situation and having and, and gaining control over it and becoming over the situation instead of letting the situation control you, you control the situation, mm. and so you you, you master. Uh, the the obstacle that comes your way, uh, it's just more of, of the word study that I was doing that 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 kind of uh, theme kept popping up mastering mm. mastering you know the the uh, the obstacles. So the obstacles not like a, a sit back and let it happen, but an action. Exactly, it, it's it, it requires effort. Usually, the obstacles that come your way to either teach you something, show you something, uh, bring something to your attention. Um, you know, so you're not you're not to just kind of like sit back. And what, what's that saying that some people use, like let let God let let be let God or something like let that? Go on, let God yeah, go. exactly. It's not you're not supposed to have that type of attitude. You know, um, you, you should end up letting go of God. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't take control of the situation, oftentimes you keep God a bed in the morning. Like, that's true. <laughs> Absolutely. Mind, uh, <laughs> yeah. And and, the, and you know so mastering these obstacles is, is sort of the key word for the Christian. We're we're to, you know we're more we're to overcome with with mm. Christ in us. So we're we're more than conquerors. Um, John, just yeah. one, just want to make one. Point. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm just reminded of Bonhoeffer, who certainly took control of the situation, and uh, he was patient certainly, and yet uh, you know he was executed just before that part of Germany was liberated. Mm. And I think that he. I don't think that the uh, the Nazis really gained any sort of uh, advantage by executing him. He was he was he was in control of that situation ultimately. Yeah. Even though, he, even though they took his life. And maybe that was that was his fin- uh, not maybe but that was his finish line. Mm. He ran his race. He's faithful to the end of of, of his race. Um. And so, you know, when it comes to the, these obstacles and trials in this race that we join. You know, the, the author is kind of, not kind of, but the, the author is, is bringing to the attention of these Hebrew Christians. Um, you know, these Hebrew Christians, they, they kind of came out of the gate fast, you know, with, uh, you know, some, some of them are, are at least, you know, maybe a generation behind. People knew the apostles. You know, people have seen miracles of Christ. Some people have seen Christ. And so they're so much, they're so much closer to the situation, they're kind of swept up into... You know, having all of these fantastic experiences and and all these other people kind of coming around and and you know becoming born again and believers and churches are starting and you know people are spreading the gospel, um, so th- so they started running the race. But 
the first obstacle they hit was persecution of, of their some of their friends saying, really, you going to believe this Jesus thing? You, you know, that, that the, you know, what about the high priest? What, what about the law? What about the sacrifice? Re- really? You, what, you, are you sure about this Jesus thing? And so maybe their friends are like, you know, oh, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe I do need to go back to the law. How, how can he be? A, and so the first obstacle some of them run into, they, they fall right back into you know, legalism and the law and, and, and the old ways of doing things, even though we have a new high priest, even though we have a newer, better covenant, even though we have all these things that the authors already explained in the first 11 chapters and these cloud of witnesses. And so some of these people are sort of falling off of, uh, off of that path that we talked about, Jesus blazed that trail in the race. And so things can come our way that kind of make us stumble, make us trip, make us fall. Maybe we're crawling in the race and maybe we're... But there's going to be things that come our way. We're not guaranteed this, uh, you know, our best life now, so to speak. So we're to be prepared and we're warned throughout the entire Bible. Like things are, are, there's going to be persecution. There's going to be troubles. There's going to be trials. Jesus said, they hated me. They're going to hate you. And so we're, we're to be prepared and, and to run that steady race. Sometimes uh, believers are under the assumption that we shouldn't have any struggles, mm. strife, or difficulties. You know, Paul describes, you know, his, his course of life. I have fought the good fight. And um, that's, com- that's, that's competitive, if you will. You know, we're fighting against something. We're striving, uh, running the race. I hate to run. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I never joined the track team, even if they paid me money. It's <laughs> <laughs> torturous. <laughs> and and uh, maybe once or twice I got in the ring in the boys' club and did boxing, and that was uh, another torment as well. Um, <laughs> J.I. Packer said that the life of a Christian is like a fish swimming upstream and we'll be swimming upstream until we reach heaven so um, all our lives we can expect that there's going to be you know weights you know these guys that are in high school in front of me here I'm sure they're you know hopefully their minds are asking themselves you know what are the weights that are hindering me from running the race Mm, mm. Um, yeah we'll get to that in a minute too okay I'll I'll, I'll post (laughs) go ahead brother um you know, so, so the writer's been saying here that we we must run with endurance. If we're going to turn just a few past, a few different uh, scriptures, just to look at real quick. So, if someone can turn to Philippians two fifteen, Philippians two fifteen, and then if someone wants to, so Philippians two fifteen and then First Corinthians nine twenty four. Someone wants to turn to that. So Philippians two fifteen and First Corinthians nine twenty four. Then anyone can go with, with whatever one they get to I first. Have first Corinthians okay. nine twenty four. Yep. Do you not know that in the race all the runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Did it can you read twenty five also maybe? Okay. Every athlete exercises self control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath. But we and an imperishable. Mm, yeah. And then it's the seven Philippians also. <coughs> Two fifteen. That you may prove yourselves to be blameless 
and innocent children of God, above reproach in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you appear as light in the world. Of course it isn't what I thought it was. Um, X that one. <laughs> um, but back to First Corinthians, though, like Paul's talking about, you know, athletes. There are these, you know, the athletes back in the, the, those Greek and Roman times, like they would train like crazy. And actually, I, I love the word again, in, uh, the the word that was used for race, ago, which is taken from agonize. The, um, usually when you see the word strive in the Bible, it's usually translated from the word ag- agonizo, which is where we get agonized from. So this this striving and training, like, like it, I don't know, agonizing just seems so much more to me than striving. To, to agonize, to toil, to sweat, to, you know, like, again, you know, Pat, there's a point when you're running where it's like, you're just like, I can't run anymore. Like, my legs are going to fall off. But you got to, like, push through that moment. And then once you push through that, that moment and your bot, your bot, you, you put your body under control and you just kind of keep pushing past that, that <laughs> breakdown moment. And that's what this kind of training is, like agonizing and training. And Paul's saying, look, there are these guys that, that agonize and train day in, day out for this perishable thing, this wreath that's just going to die. And we have something much better than that. And so we're to agonize and strive in our running and our race that we're in for a much better prize. John, I think maybe you meant chapter three. I pressed towards the mark. Yes, thank for you. The prize of yeah. Outcome. Yes, thank you. Sorry, can you keep reading it? That's what I was looking for. What was it three fifteen? Did you want me to continue? With yeah, that? please. Getting those things which are behind and pressing forward unto those things before I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus, my Lord. Yeah. For whom I have suffered the loss of all things and do count them but dung that I might gain Christ. I'm merging a bunch of passages there yeah. in the third chapter. Yeah, that, that's all I was looking for, that section. They all you know, indicate what you're saying. There is that agonizing, that effort, that pain that's involved, so to speak, yeah. in the pursuit. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Jonathan, I like the... I like the <laughs> as a man, I like the birthing imagery that Paul uses in various places. Too. Mm. I mean, nobody knows that. No man knows that. You know, like a woman knows that, obviously. But you know, and then they I do it. Know, over. I had a cold one. They, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they do it over and again. And yeah, yeah. I think of like, I think of like, you know, uh, I think of like Kathy Racy's, you know, who's had ten kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know what? You know the pain that's going to be involved. That you, you know, over and over again, you just. And then once you get past that pain, yeah. then you see the baby, you're just like, it was all worth it. Yeah. You know, and then, yeah, I guess thankfully we have short-term memories when it comes to that. <laughs> you can't see it, man, but Larissa's shaking her head at you, Brad. I don't think she agreed with her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you had her until the last. It's all worth it, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just assuming that's what it's people. <laughs> oh. What's that? That word witness yep. is translated as being a martyr, mm. um, which is probably closer to the real translation. Mm. And so I'm thinking that when we succeed in, in, in defending and fighting and, and striving to um, keep away from those things that we we're not supposed to get into, that in a way we are actually being a martyr mm. at, that, at that time. Yes, no. You don't agree. Um, 
<laughs> I, I thought I saw this word in First Corinthians, but we didn't read it. But I talked about like Paul mentions being temperate, and, mm. and that word temperate meaning mm. like we don't indulge ourselves in anything that would hinder us from the race. Like th- th- that's that's being temperate in the race that we're running, and like we, we detach ourselves from anything that would cause us to lose this race. Um, Jonathan, what are some of the things you think in our day and age? You know, so we don't have. We're not up against it the way they were. I mean, this, we can we can certainly debate the level of persecution we experience as mm. Christians in this world. And mm. I'm sure it'll get worse, but what do you think of some of those things in our own culture and life that we need to be mindful of being temperate and, and running and wrestling and agonizing? Yeah, I I I, 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 th- I think about this a lot because I always mm. I always like you always think like not that the grass is greener on the other side, but you're like mm. oh man, you know, back in Paul's day, Peter's day, it's like. You know, they didn't have Facebook and like all the, all these distractions, right? Uh-huh. But they had the, they had to have had their own distractions that we don't see as distractions yeah. now. Yep. But they struggle with then. Yep. So it's it's probably really the same as them. It's probably finding that fine line <laughs> of there are you know you know fire is a good thing, but I don't want a couch made out of it. You know, like yeah, sure. so the, the, you know there are things that have good qualities but can be abused and can turn into a bad thing so I think it's really finding that fine line is and, and it probably varies for each individual person like hey is this good for me or bad for me mm-hmm. am I distracted in a negative way is this affecting me negatively you know do I need to get rid of this in my life where you might be fine with it whatever that situ- you know whatever the thing is that, that distracts me you might be fine with and be able to handle it mm-hmm. but there could be something that distracts you but I have no problem you know dealing with that myself you know so I think it can can uh, vary for each individual um, thanks you know but I, I would definitely say any, you know just media this these days I, I'm so glad I can't see like there, there's so many screens and I mean I get distracted anyways but I can't I can't imagine how much more distracted I would get if I could see because it's just screens and pictures and images and videos text you know, just it, 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 I'm sure it's easy. It, it's easy to get caught up in all this stuff where there's just screens everywhere you go. You know, we're carrying screens in our pockets. So, you know, we're us- always using computers. Mm. I mean, so we're just constantly being bombarded with media and distractions and you know, situation. You know, news travels so quickly now. It's like, oh, there's a problem over here in the world. Problem over here in the world. Over there in the world. You know, there, there's a genocide over here in the world. and murders over here. It's like. It's just so easy to be bombarded with all this stuff and lose focus at the end of the day. I think that's uh, that's why it's really important for us to be like renewing our mind and keeping all those thoughts captive, you know, captive and bringing them under the uh, uh, I forgot how it's worded exactly. And uh, we know where you come yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. So, John, would you uh, then say in that first one um, that there's two things? that prevent us from finishing the race or at least hindering the race let us throw <laughs> off everything that hinders and the sin yes there are some things that are not sinful and yet still hinder yes yeah in other words um, all things are lawful unto me but not all things that are helpful are profitable that's, mm. right. that's the text I was just going to quote mm. um but of course, he always steals my thunder. <laughs> <laughs> my greatest struggle, actually, in running a race, is uh, enduring Gary George's analogy. <laughs> <laughs> I 
couldn't resist. I'm sorry. But there's, there's, there's certainly a contrast going on there, brother, in terms of some things that may not be sinful, but it keeps us from running this race well. Yes. Right. Yeah. And, and did you look up? I just curious. Did you look up the word hinder? I'm just curious in the Greek what that uh, would have been. Let's see if I did. That's the NIV. I don't have my. I have I have hinder also. Yeah, I, I have hinder also. I was just thinking, John, of all the different things the world tries to focus on their issues, and a lot of them seem to um, deviate to addictions of all kinds of sorts, mm. um, whether it be eating or drinking or gambling or whatever it is, uh, and, and going about, um, you know, some of these things that we consider people being addicted to, in and of the of themselves, they're not really a sin. They're not mm-hmm. an issue. But it's a difference of eating like one Twinkie versus three boxes. Mm-hmm, exactly. Um, and plus, you know, the, the world we live in, too, is so indulgent where it's like, oh, you, you think, you know, you think you're a cat? That That's cool. You know, go ahead and get whiskers put into your face. And, you know, oh, you think you're a lizard? That, you know, split your tongue down the middle. You know, like, I mean, there are people that do this. Oh, and, oh yeah. Yeah, and, and it's like, you know, I was talking to uh, a friend of mine the other day about, like, you know, the whole transgender, and I was like, what does someone do, like, you know, when they, when they, the world tells them, oh, you know, if you're, if you're born born a male, but you feel like you're a woman, and the world tells you, oh, you feel like you're, you know, that you, go ahead, you should, you know, do something about that, get operated on, you know, if that's what you feel like you are, then you should do it. I was like, what happens to that person, they go through all this surgery, irreversible surgery, they're told you're going to be happier at the end, they go through all this stuff. And then six months after that, they're like, wow, why do I still feel, like, empty or I still don't feel like me or I'm still sad, I'm still depressed. Like, what do you do then? The suicide rate amongst yeah. people is 18 yeah. times higher than the general population. Exactly, because they have nowhere to turn after they've, did, after they've done everything the world's like, oh, yeah, do it. And they have nowhere to turn after mm-hmm. that. They've just reached the end of the road, in their mind anyways, where they think, I, I, I'm still completely unhappy, I have nowhere to go. And then, like Pat said, the, the, the suicide rate is crazy high. Because they just have nowhere to turn. Amongst what? Um, uh, transgenders that like go through like the actual like surgeries and all Sexual that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and Todd was sitting on the next part here with, uh, you know, not only are we to, to throw off these weights that are weighing us down, but there's there's also sins that can weigh us down, and. I, I, I'm sort of reading into this, but I think kind of maybe what the author is getting at pointing out sins is maybe like the sin of unbelief. You know, they are mm-hmm. these these Hebrew Christians that are kind of like on the fence. They're like, ah, oh, yeah, you know, I, I, I believe Jesus. I, I believe he's the high priest. But man, you know, my friend over here is pointing out this stuff in the law. And ah, I don't know. And so the, this unbelief kind of starts to come in. And you kind of start, you go from a, a nice steady run and you kind of start to come down to a jog and mm. maybe kind of start to you know to a walk now and so you can you can kind of lose some of your some of your um you know momentum and so i think part of that sin might be you know unbelief kind of creeping in or or maybe like doubt again i'm kind of reading into that but i i think obviously it can be a multitude of sins for each of us that could you know can vary for each of us but i think that might have been what the author was getting at for for the audience that this letter was written to I love that analogy because it reminds me of my dripping faucet analogy. How there's a little drip and you ignore it, mm. and then the drip gets worse. Yeah. And then it gets worse and worse, and before you know it, the sink is full and it's almost a flood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Um, again, in Corinthians, I point out one other thing here. Um, it, Paul, Paul says, I run as not uncertainly. Like an uncertain person would just be kind of running the race like, and they don't care whether they, they win or lose. They're just kind of like, yeah, I, I figured I'd run this race, you know, and see how, how it turns out. But we're to be in this race as believers striving, agonizing, patiently enduring to the end to win that final prize. Like, we want to win this race. And so that's the attitude that we should have is, is crossing that line and hearing, you know, well done, good and faithful servant. And, you know, and then seeing our rewards after. I mean, obviously we know heaven is a reward, but, you know, there's going to be other things that we're awarded at the end. And so we're to strive and run for those things and agonize and patiently endure all things that come our way. John, I'm just thinking about, you know, probably many of us have at one point in time won something, um, did did something and and achieved a a certain prize (coughs) or something like that. And how long it takes for us to kind of forget about that prize and what we did to do it and how satisfied we were when we got this prize. Mm. And I think there's a section in there that's telling us that this prize is forever and continually satisfying. Mm. You're not going to forget it. You're not going to strive for anything else after this prize. There's nothing better. Yeah, and then like, that's what Paul is getting at again in First Corinthians, saying, "Look, th- there are these guys that strive and agonize for th- for this wreath. Like, how much more should we struggle, strive, and agonize for something that's incorruptible? You know, a, a much greater uh, prize at the end of the race." Um, so you know, so we're to be encouraged through patiently enduring this race. Again, back, back to chapter eleven, we have the cloud of witnesses. Um, We already got there. Okay, okay so now that we're in this race, we're to endure. We've been encouraged. Now, now what? So, if we look at verse two, can someone read chapter twelve, verse two of Hebrews, chapter twelve, verse two? Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Amen. So, as we're, as we're enduring, you know, patiently enduring and running, who do we look to? <laughs> the one and only Jesus. The trailblazer, the perfect runner, the one that we should base our race off of and, and, and focus on. As we're running this race, as we're on this narrow path, leading us to the narrow gate, we're to focus on Christ and just look at Him, look at Him, and don't be distracted left or right, mm-hmm. not be distracted, and continue to run this race. And then as the obstacles come and we stay focused on Christ, that will give us the encouragement to overcome these op- obstacles. As we've seen here in verse 2, the obstacles that He had to overcome in His race and blazing this trail for us. Um, Jonathan, in answer to Todd's question, mm. like a number of times in Hebrews as you study it, that word for hindrance is the only place it shows up in the New Testament. Hmm. Is that particular Greek word? Oh, really? I've run into that in my study of Hebrews here and there. It's like, this is the only time this word shows up in the New Testament. Hmm. It's unique problems that they face, you know? Yeah. But very applicable. Sure. 
talking about running the race and the importance of being um, surrounded by fellow believers. Mm. Um, I was just thinking he he uses the analogy of a running a race, and um, if you um, know anything about ultra marathons, they're hundred mile races, and it's one person that runs the hundred miles all the way through, but they have a team with them, and they will run various portions. With the, with the one person. Okay. Um, so I was just thinking about that yeah. in the context of running this race <coughs> with believers. How would you kind of address that in the context of this? I guess, I guess maybe I was just thinking of this while you were saying that. Maybe that's the kind of part of focusing on Christ because he's always with us, right? Mm. And so he, he's right there beside us as we're running this ultra marathon. And so if we're focusing on him, we're reading his words, studying, praying. He's right there with us, encouraging us. He's saying, look back at chapter 11. Look at all these people that are ran before you and mm. that, that have finished their race. They've run their good race. You can do it too. You know, Abraham is no more special than you are. You know, David and all these other people, there are men and women just like you. They ran this race. You can too. So I think maybe Christ is the one that's running alongside of us, saying, you know, saying, focus on him. You know, agonize and endure with your with your 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 eyes on Him, fixed on fixed upon Christ. Um, let's see. John. Yes. Um, I take it as as uh, don't forsake the assembly because if you have mm. a, a real close sister in Christ and you're going through something. You can just walk up to her and say, my spirit's cold. And mm. she understands and she will grab a verse, throw a verse at you, or just simply hug you and say, I understand. Mm-hmm. And which gives the will to go on because there's somebody there beside you that mm. understands. Mm. And I want to thank you very much for this study. Um, because I've been going through that for the last couple of weeks, so thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, no, this is timely for me too. So yeah, man, this is uh, um, so the first the first part of verse two there to talk about he is the founder and perfecter. You know, Jesus is the is the founder and perfecter of our faith, the author of our faith. He was there from eternity. This was a cool verse that I I stumbled across, and I, I'm sure I've read it numerous times, but so it just never hit me. If you turn to Micah 5, verse 2. Micah 5, verse 2. <laughs> and founder uh, here in Greek means chief leader. Mm. Found, so Christ is the chief leader. Micah 5, verse 2. If someone can read that when they get to it. But you, O Bethlehem of Ephraim, who are too little to among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth... For me, one who is the ruler of Israel, who is coming forth, is from of, is from of old, from ancient days. Who is who is coming is from old of ancient days, meaning from from eternity. Mm-hmm. Like that, that was just awesome seeing that in, in Micah. Um, you know, so Christ is preeminent. He's the greatest example of faith, and we're to look onto him as we're running in this race. Um. So, you know, it's easy for us to compare ourselves to other people like, oh, Lisa, I'm not like her, Lisa, I'm not like him, or I'm, I'm better than him or her. But if we look upon Christ, all of us are just so short of him. 
And so that's the word to gaze upon and to, and to strive towards and to be conformed into the image of in this race. The end result of the race, as we're staying focused and running this race, as we get closer and closer to the finish line, we're becoming more and more like Christ. So as we get to that finish line, the final transformation takes place as we cross over and, and we be, and we become united with Christ, then then we can become completely transformed into His image. But as we get to that finish line, we should be be shaped and molded more and more into His image. You know, John, uh, the uh, the profoundness of the fact that uh, a blind guy is telling us to uh, endure as he's enduring is not lost. Mm-hmm. Um, and secondly, uh, the profoundness of Christ saying it is finished when he walked the last the end of his race mm. from Jerusalem to Golgotha's hill mm. and saying it's finished mm. Amen yeah just giving up his spirit saying it's done and you know that he, he, like I said he, he's the one we're to look upon um, he's the he's the finisher of faith <laughs> he was faithful right until the end he, he was on the cross being mocked carrying the sins of the world he said, "He said, Father, I commend in your hands my spirit." Mm-hmm. So Jesus, if anyone, knew how to endure, Amen. and that's that's why we're to focus on him. He mm-hmm. he endured the wrath of God. He endured every sin known to man. He endured being persecuted and mocked by people. He endured his family turning on him, brothers and half brothers and sisters turning on him. He, so he he endured way more than we could ever imagine. That the Bible doesn't even touch upon. But we can just, we we we've seen what he has endured. I can imagine the other things that we're not aware of that he had endured. So that that's why we're to look upon him because you know his same spirit is in us that will encourage us. And I, I like what Larissa was saying. He's right there alongside of us, encouraging us. You know, mile after mile, year after year, month after month, decade after decade. He's there, encouraging us all the way to as as our feet cross that finish line. Um, and, and so why why are we running in this race? Because we want we want the, the joy and and the award at the end. Um, uh, and I think verse three says, "Can someone read verse three of chapter 12? Mm-hmm. Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself, so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted." Oh, maybe, sorry, maybe chapter 2, Pat, I apologize. Like the second half of, cha- of verse 2. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> right. Despising the shame? Yeah, I think so, yeah. And is seated at the right hand of God, so the second part of 2. Yeah, it's for the joy before him. Yeah. Uh, endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne yeah, of God. Yeah, so the joy set before mm-hmm. him. So even, even Christ running his race had the joy set before him as he was running his race. So, again, he's to be our, our perfect example of having, you know, being mocked, persecuted, and, and uh, him enduring his race. So we're to endure ours. And since he blazed the trail, uh, all the heavy lifting has been done, so to speak. So we just need to be faithful and continue to run. And uh, we may stumble, we may walk at some points, but the point is is to keep our legs pumping and moving and There'll be points in our life where we get to that that point in the race where we're just like oh, I can't run anymore. Uh, I just need to I need to stop. I need you know, but we need to push through and uh, you know put our bodies under submission of our of our you know our will and or God's will and keep running. And once you get past that point, then you, you can run so much further. And then there might be you know there's going to be other obstacles, but again we push through them 
and uh, you know to get to the end. Um, I think that's everything I have. Is there any comments, criticisms, critiques? Jonathan, I was going to say that the word patience there, we're studying it mm. through the spirit, mm. and it's actually the the word is actually two parts means to remain under. Mm. And so the funny thing is about patience is it's asking us to remain under something that's very difficult and hard, and so our first reaction is to want to run away from something. Mm. So patience is, is reminding us to remain under it mm. until it's accomplished what it's, God had intended it to do. Yeah, that lines up with uh, the mastery that I was talking about. Like, you know, so to stay under it and, and master that situation. You know, learn, learn from it, uh, grow in, in that situation. Uh, whatever whatever the reason is that God's bringing us, you know, you or us through whatever trial is we're going through, it's it's for some reason. Whether it's to grow, to learn, to show something we weren't aware of, to reveal something to us, to uh, you know, help us help us, you know, break off some of the weight that's weighing us down. Whatever that is, that makes sense, Barry. Then to stay patient, to stay under it, and and master that thing, and to to pull out of it whatever we're supposed to pull out of it. Uh, let's see. Sorry. Let me. I like that uh, in the third verse. Considering is empowering. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just our considering what Jesus endured. Now, in this case, obviously the 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 audience, this audience was was enduring a lot of hostility against themselves and yeah. others, their persecution. And so they're saying, well, look at what Jesus... Consider Him. Mm. You know, and, yeah. and so that tells me that if we consider... Just considering Christ, contemplating Him, thinking about it, has a transformative effect upon Himself. Absolutely. John said, he who has his hope in himself purifies himself. Mm. By the hope. Yeah, yeah. And that, I think the considering is what helps you keep your eye on Him, too. Mm-hmm. If, you, if, you're more, if we're more mindful... Um, you know, and it kind of, you, Pat, you're kind of hitting on this. Like, yeah, you know, Abraham was a real person, but he's so like far removed from us. Mm. It's easy to more think of him as this, uh, you know, a, a character in a sense, you know. Yeah. And and kind of the same with Jesus. I mean, two thousand years ago, it's like it, it's we're so far removed away from him. But if we actually sit down and, and consider what he actually went through, not not even physically on the cross, like I was saying, his family turned on him. I'm sure you know friends gave him a hard time. You know, people, the kids that he grew up with, you know, 10, 12, 13, 15 years old or whatever, they gave him, probably gave him a hard time as a kid. I mean, so uh, there's all types of things he he had to endure that we're we're not even really aware of. But mm-hmm. you, you can imagine what what thing, other types of things he had to go through that. You know, it's more likely of things that we go through. I mean, I would hope that we don't have to worry. We're not going to have to worry about being, you know, crucified on the cross, uh, or or suffering like the full wrath of God. Um, but th- there's things that he had to endure also, and so he, he was a man just like you and I. He, he he was hungry. He was tired. He went through everything that we go through. So again, he he's he's not uh, not not aware of of the struggles that we have, and so. He, he endured it, and so if he can, we can. Do you think the emphasis here, though, is on the endurance of the of the ignominy that he received from man? That you know he was despised, mm-hmm. rejected mm. of men. Yeah. Um, because it seems to fit the context of all the ones in the previous chapter. Yeah. Especially at the end, where it talks about you know the world was not worthy of them. Mm. Um, they were sawn asunder. They uh, did this and they did that. And, and Jesus is the highlight <coughs> of them all, who uh, 
who had the most severe opposition mm. of them all. Mm. So he is the supreme example of one who we should look unto. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I love that you pointed that out. Definitely. Again, these new Hebrew Christians were kind of, again, getting that same, you know, they're being persecuted by friends and family. They're, they're kind of wavering. They're, you know, sort of maybe on the fence. They're kind of sliding back into the old traditions, the old covenant. And so, you know, the, the author is pointing out like, hey, G- you know, Jesus had to endure this kind of personal persecution himself. And he still conquered. He still overcame. You know, he, he uh, had to endure these things just as you will. So you're not being asked to do anything that already hasn't been done. John is 25 after. Okay. So, run the race, endure, be patient, master the things that come your way. Um, always, we'll always be be learning more and more about ourselves through these trials and tribulations, and and uh, God is faithful, that's for sure. And uh, we, what what the the good work God has started, He'll see through to the end. So, praise God, we can lean on that. Um, Father, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you that. You speak to us in ways that we can understand, and, and you use examples of things that we can understand. And we just thank you for that, for for loving us so much to to go to this extent to explain your your ways, your thoughts, and, and your desires for us, Lord. We thank you for your Son running the race, for finishing the course, for for trusting in you and leaning upon you, even at his darkest hour when he cried out, "Why why have you forsaken me?" He still ran that race all the way to the end, Lord. So we. Pray, Father, that we can run uh, with, with the same endurance that Christ did. Help us stay focused on Him. Help us consider Him on a daily basis or a weekly basis. Or Let us just be more mindful of Your Son and, and the work that He's done and, and, uh, and the situations that He had to go through that we have to go through. And we just thank You for Your Word. We pray that the message this morning, Father, honors Your Son in Your name, that, you're, that You are glorified through our worship, Father, that we honor and praise You and that our lives honor and glorify your name. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Thank you, John. Thank you.